0: Hi, this is Oren. If you find these teachings useful and you'd like to learn more about my work, you can visit me online at orenjsofer.com or on social media at orinjsofer. Thanks so much. So, this morning, we'd like to cover two different areas. Um, first, I want to Complete looking at the model of nonviolent communication by doing some practice with this last component of requests. We'll spend a little bit of time with that. And then I'd like to continue our exploration of working with challenging situations, uh, developing the capacity uh, to stay grounded and balanced in challenging situations, uh, and also practicing this tool of empathy when there's uh, tension or difficulty. So to start, I want to look some at uh, this uh, fourth aspect of the nonviolent communication form of requests. So we've, we've explored uh, feelings and needs a fair amount, this uh, Dimension of our experience of what's actually moving inside of us, right? How are we feeling and and why what's what are those emotions connected to? We looked at observations some yesterday. So how do we talk about the events in our environments that are stimulating our feelings Based on whether or not those events meet our needs Right and we talked about being able to make a clear observation one that's uh, distinct from evaluations and interpretations, reactive judgments, just to try to state things as neutrally and directly as possible so that we can have a shared reference point for a conversation, okay? So we make a a statement, say, hey, when this happened, felt really confused, a little bit irritated. Um, Here's what I was wanting, what I was hoping for, you know? some more follow-through or reliability or really just looking for uh, some ease in our relationship, then what? Right? We've, we've, when we share our experience in this way, when we share an observation, a feeling, a need, we actually have a lot of power. There's, there's a lot of weight to stating our experience directly in that way. You want to follow that up with a request. Follow it up with some suggestion for where to go from here. Okay? How many times have you shared something with somebody, vulnerable or difficult, and they respond, taking the conversation in a completely different direction? Right? I would guess that you didn't make a request. You didn't let the person know. You didn't give them a suggestion or idea of here's what might be helpful right now. Or here's what I'd like to hear back. Here, here's what would be really meaningful or useful for me to know in response to what I've just shared. Okay? Um, so a request is uh, a question to gauge someone else's willingness to meet some need of ours. Requests are strategies. And they're suggestions. Requests are distinct from what we would call a demand. A demand threatens consequences. A request invites exploration. A request says, hey, how about this? Here's an idea. What do you think? This this would be really helpful. This would be really meaningful for me. This is what I would really like. And I want to make sure it works for you also. So tell me what you think. A demand, we all know what demands do, (laughs) They they do this or else, right? Now, a request, as with everything else that we've explored, it's not in the words. It's not in what we say. We can make a very lovely, polite, nice request. Would you be willing to arrive on time for our sessions? (laughs) And... uh, If uh, somebody shows up late and then says, why are you late? I thought I told you to be here on time. Well, I wasn't making a request, obviously, right? So it's in the response. It's in how do we respond when we don't, when the person says no. If we respond with a sense of curiosity or openness, like, oh, well, why not? What's going on for you? Well, we were making a request. If we respond with anger, blame, judgment, should, we weren't, really, we weren't really asking, right? We were demanding. Demands have a certain efficacy. They can produce results, but they come at a cost. Right? They come at a cost in the quality of our relationship, in the amount of trust and goodwill from the other person. Right? We can use coercion to get people to do what we want if we have power in a certain situation, but it always comes at a cost. And so requests are taking that into account and saying, let me see if I can approach this in a different way. Let's see if we can look at both my needs and your needs, or our needs, if it's more than two people, and find some way of looking at this together. So this is the the spirit and the angle of requests. It's really where collaboration starts to take shape. With this spirit of invitation, how about this? What do you think about this? Okay, so it's that suggestion, an idea. It's like lobbing a ball to someone, just saying, here, have a look at this and then toss it back to me and let me know what you think. So um, what distinguishes um, a request in nonviolent communication, there are a few uh, aspects to it that make it more uh, likely the other person's going to understand and be able to work with us. I've mentioned one, which is that it's distinct from a demand. Or we could say it's flexible, right? It's not a must, it's not a have to. It's flexible, it's distinct from a a demand. Um, It's positive, something that we do want rather than something that we don't want, right? So classic example, you know, uh, don't bite your sister. So what does he do? He kicks his sister instead. (laughs) Right, well, you know, what is it that you do want the person to do, right? Or you just say, you know, like, don't do that. It's a lot harder to not do something than to do something. So my classic story that I tell about this, I was in the airport and observing a mother with two young children and this young daughter, maybe five or six years old, had this really large drink. You know, one of those like smoothies or something. It was bigger than her head. This, this, this glass, in my memory, at least. I've been telling the story for years now, so maybe it wasn't that big. Um, and the mother says in this kind of, you know, tense, slightly agitated tone of voice, don't spill it, don't spill it. And I could see this little girl's body start tensing up. You know, how do I not spill this drink? Right? Can you tell me how to not spill something? I know how to spill something. You tell me to spill something, I'm really good at that. (laughs) Tell me to not spill something, I'm just gonna get stressed out, right? So imagine if the mother had said to that child, sweetie, that's a really big drink. I'm worried it might spill. I want you to hold it carefully with two hands. Okay, that's a clear request. It's present, present time, it's doable, Okay, it's clear. So a request is something that we do want someone to do rather than what we don't want them to do. And then it's specific, it's concrete. I want you to respect me more. Is that doable? It's positive, is it doable? How, what does that look like? What does respect mean to you? I want you to love me more. I want you to be more of a team player. What does that mean? Right, tell me how. Tell me, what does that mean to you? What can I do or say that would give you the sense that I'm thinking of the others in our, in our group and not just myself? I'd like you to volunteer for at least one project a month. When you propose an idea, I'd like you to ask for feedback from others. Those are concrete, doable requests that might meet the need for collaboration and teamwork. Okay? So requests are positive, they're doable, they're clear and specific the action, actual action that someone can take. Sometimes we, we talk about requests being in, in the present, so rather than in the future, because we can never really know what's going to happen in the future, but I can make an agreement in the present, right? So, you know, if I say, you know, um, will you come on time tomorrow? Yes. Can you actually really say that? You don't know. Maybe your car breaks down. Maybe you don't get enough sleep, and you're, like, working on three hours, and it's like... <laughs> I can come, but I'm not gonna be worth anything, right? So, uh, so would, you be, would you agree to make an effort to come on time tomorrow? Yes, that I can do. I can, I can make an agreement right now, you know, and then things change, and then we talk about that, if it changes. So, I share what's going on for me, how I feel about it, and why, and then I wanna make a request. Here's what would be helpful for me. Could this work for you? Here's my idea about where to go from here in this conversation or this situation. Okay, making a request. Really helpful to think about the different kinds of requests we might make. In general, we can divide these questions, these suggestions into two main categories. One is about our relationship in the present moments, and these are called connection requests. It's just about building understanding building trust and understanding. So connection requests are about what's happening right now between us. I want to make sure that we're on the same page. Could you tell me what you're hearing? Can you tell me what you heard me say? Uh, I'm curious to know what's going on for you. How, How do you feel hearing this? I'd like to understand more about where you were coming from when that happened. Could you tell me what, what you were thinking would be really helpful. Okay, so just getting information, sharing about what's happening between us right now. These are connection requests. Or we might be moving more towards a solution. Would you be willing to pick up the kids and I'll do the grocery shopping? Actually proposing strategies to solve some kind of a problem, an action, a solution. Okay, so these are the two general kinds of requests. The more time we spend making connection requests and building understanding, the easier it is to come to a solution. Because we actually, we, now we have a, a shared framework of understanding in the situation. When we make a connection request, it's helpful to think about, think about this in two different ways. Generally, when we're we're trying to build the understanding between us in a conversation, we can go in one of two directions. I can either ask you what's going on for you. Right? I'm asking for information. I want to understand more what's happening with you. The other way is I'd like you to understand what's happening with me. So I might ask for information, or I might ask for a reflection. I might ask for some empathy could you tell me what you're hearing be really meaningful for me just to feel understood and heard right now? Making some kind of a request for empathy, or if you're in a professional situation, you know, want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Could somebody just summarize the key points that I went over so that I know that I was, you know, that I communicated everything clearly? Just getting that reflection back. Okay. How many times we make an agreement with someone and we find out later that they heard something different than what we thought we said, right? If you ask for a reflection, then we get that that, uh, accurate sense of message sent as message received. So what I'd like to do with this is to go back to the situation you were working on yesterday when we were looking at stating an observation, a feeling, and a need, right? Um, Like when... uh, When I notice that I haven't, that there's been less email and uh, text messages from you in the last couple months than at other times in our relationship, I feel kind of confused and a little bit hurt. And I'm wondering, you know, I really enjoy staying in touch more than to make a request. So I want you to go back to that situation and look at it and think about what's a connection request that you could make so in this instance, I'm using Lynn's example, in this instance, a connection request might be, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to tell me what's been going on for you, how you've been feeling in our relationship. Okay, that might be a connection request, asking for some information. Or another, if you're wanting empathy, a connection request might be, before we, before we talk about it, it'd be really meaningful for me to just feel heard. Could you tell me what you're, what you're getting from what I said? Can I, uh, asking for empathy is often the, the most awkward part of this because it's not something that's cu- accustomed in our, in our culture. If somebody shares these tools, it's really easy. You just say, could I get, can, can you, can you give me a reflection? Could you offer some empathy? But outside, outside of having this kind of training, we have to be creative in finding ways to ask for empathy or a reflection that don't sound patronizing, right? That don't sound like we're talking down to the person. No, tell me what you heard me say, <laughs> right? That, that kind of thing. So when making this kind of a request, sometimes it's helpful to say why. It would be meaningful for me to feel heard right now. Could you tell me what you heard me say? Something like that. So I want you to write down a connection request that you could make, and then see if you can write down a solution request. If you were to propose some kind of strategy that you think might work for both people, how might you say that? The last thing I'll say is when we we make requests, the, the, the traditional form of doing this is with the words, would you be willing? Or would it work for you? And that indicates that construction, that the, the intention is to signal this spirit of collaboration, that I'm, I'm wanting to check with you, rather than making a demand. Yes. Would it work for you or could it work for you? So let's take a few minutes to just reflect on this and see if you can up with two different requests in the situation. Take, we'll take another, uh, another minute or so, and I just want to acknowledge that um, this is often the hardest part of the model, actually. It's not something that we're used to doing, even less so than the other steps. take just another 30 seconds or so to finish up whatever you're writing. So one of the things that that can be challenging about making requests is that we're working against a lot of cultural conditioning, for most of us, around uh, being selfish. Asking for... asking for anything, <laughs> really. And, uh, and, and then not wanting to impose, right? Not wanting to impose by <coughs> making a request. And so, it's a real dance to make sure that, as much as possible, we're, we're communicating the message, I really want this to work for you also. We often, when we have these tools, we take on more than just advocating for our own needs. We become a facilitator for the, for, for the relationship. Because others who don't have these tools will be less aware of their own needs and less empowered often to make requests. So there's that sense of, of actually stepping into uh, a kind of a stewardship role to actually say, here's what's happening for me and what's, what, what, what I value and what I'm wanting, and I would really like to understand your side of this so that we can work together. All right, so I'd love to hear uh, a few of these and just talk about uh, this, this step of making requests. Thank you so much, Shakti. <laughs>
1: What's really interesting for me to um, discover is that when I I was doing the exercise it involves a very deep conversation that I plan to do and because the complicity of the content and the emotions and Mm -hmm. a lot of deep personal stuff. Mm -hmm there's so much I want to say, Yes. and then when I imagine what kind of request I make, I kind of know what to say, like, or willing to reflect on what I just Mm -hmm. said, so Mm -hmm. I know I'm heard. Mm -hmm. And then I'm asking myself, why would I make that request? Mm -hmm. So what comes to mind easily is like, yeah, I want to stay connected. I want to stay connected. And then something like, oh, that makes sense, but then the part of me kind of like, mm. hmm. and it's like, what exactly that I want to stay connected? Like, why I want yeah. to stay connected? Yeah. So if I, I went deeper into self-investigation, I guess, and then discover a layer of, like, oh, act- actually I worry about my tendency of... of um, like wanting to say everything at once. It's like actually, I worry about myself.
0: Mm. Yeah. Great. So. Um,
1: like, it, like if, like, really being vulnerable, be transparent about this is about me. Actually, it's not like. You yeah. know, it's not. I'm tr- not trusting you. I'm yes. not trusting myself.
0: Right. Right. So thank you, really appreciating your, your, your care and looking so clearly and deeply at why would I be making a request in this way. And um, one of the things that you touch on is this, uh, this point that um, it's really helpful if we can um, share one piece of information or one, one thought or feeling at a time and our tendency is to try to share everything all at once and then it's often more than the person can take in, right? So um, one one strategy for that, if you're having a complex conversation that's really emotionally charged, is to front load the conversation with some framing and to actually, before you get into the content, to to, to, to make some agreements about how you will have the conversation and to be able to say something like, you know, there's a lot I wanna share, Uh, and I'm not trusting myself to share it in a way uh, that won't be overwhelming. Because when I start going, sometimes I just talk and talk and talk. And what would be really helpful for me is um, two things. One, if you start to feel full or overwhelmed at any point, to stop me. Is that something that would work for you? So there's a really concrete strategy, solution request and then you might make the request to say, it also might be helpful for me from time to time to stop and ask you if you could tell me what you're hearing as a way for me both to feel understood and also to know if I'm getting across what I want to clearly. Is that something you'd be willing to do in the conversation? And then if stuff comes up for you, I'm happy to listen to you, you know? So then you're, you're kind of setting the stage up front based on the needs, rather than getting into something tricky and then trying to do it, which, is, which could be messy. That really makes sense. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Lynn? And so just to say also, I would really love to hear some of the requests so we can practice with them.
2: I have one. Great.
0: And, and I'm, you'll love tearing it apart. But
2: I guess one of the things I wanted to know is you gave us two great phrases for Speaking, you know, having them tell us, ask them what's happening with them, but do we have any for what's happening with us?
0: Um, tell me the phrase that you're. Refer- I'm not sure. So what you're you referring said
2: to. we could start with, would you be willing, right. or would could it work for you? Right. Is there some similar phrase that would be helpful for us to frame something for
0: our, you know, tell what's happening with me. Tell tell what's happening with me. I don't understand the words you're using. I'm sorry. I'm sorry Are you saying are you saying that you're wanting to uh, make a request of yourself or that you're wanting to tell someone? What's going on with you? Yeah, so telling someone what's going on with you is what we were working on yesterday, which is you know um, uh, uh, Hey when this thing happened I felt this way because I really enjoy this. So stating our, our, an observation, feeling, and a need is the form that uh, we would practice expressing ourselves openly and clearly without blame. Yeah. Great. So, so
2: here's my, my statement. Great. And I think you'll just get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Would it work for you to allow me to finish the food and I promise to clean the sink and put everything away? I really want to help you
0: get ready for your party. Great. Sounds like a request to me. Really? Yeah. You know, would you, yeah. Right? I mean, I'm I'm hearing the needs. I'm hearing the sense of, like, uh, this is not a demand, and this is why I'm wanting to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is kind of, in that whole request, you've actually wrapped in some of the observations and needs. Another way of saying it, in a really beautiful colloquial way. When I say beautiful, I mean a, a way that I think the other person would understand really easily. If you wanted to, you know, break it down in the form, it might be like, hey, when I notice how much there is left to do and I'm looking at the time, I'm feeling anxious and nervous because I really want you to get to your party on time. Well, actually, I'm trying to tell somebody
2: who's micromanaging me to back off. Oh. <laughs> did that... Did that... No, not at all.
0: Okay. Not at all. So then it might not be an effective request. So in that situation, I might, you know, um, (laughs) might approach it a little bit differently. A little bit differently.
2: um, I mean, there's a lot of micromanagers out there. Right. So would you be willing to let me finish the food? um, What was it while you finish the food and I promise to clean the sink and put everything away because right, right, this person's right. concerned. Right, right, right. How I'm doing it, yeah. what I'm doing specifically. So I might
0: actually try to address the situation directly and say, hey, I'm noticing that um, while, I'm, while I'm cleaning and putting the food away, um, you're asking me to do specific things or whatever the observation is that's that's happening. Like, hey, I'm noticing that I'm noticing what's happening right now in terms of the cleanup it might just be the observation. I'm starting to feel a little bit agitated, and I'm guessing that you're really wanting to make sure that everything gets cleaned up really, really well. Their way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing you're really wanting to make sure that everything gets cleaned up to your standards. Okay. And for me, uh, it's going to be a lot more easeful and enjoyable to be able to work. Uh, if I can do this on my own? Would it work for you to let me finish this if I give you the reassurance that I will do my best to clean everything up to the standards that you have? You know? And if not, let's talk about that. And that there's that sense of the open invitation. And if not, let's talk about it. Okay, great. Ona, you had you one? And feel free to share if there's a whole statement, the context of an observation, feeling, and a need. Feel free to share that.
3: Um, For me, I notice, like, it's been hard to find, like, things like this because I just can't imagine having this kind of conversation a lot of the time, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually let things kind of slip away and fester. (laughs) Um, Anyway, yeah, so mine is kind of about a request to enter a conversation. Great. Um, So I said, it would be helpful for me to be able to have a conversation about what happened the other night when I asked you and -and so-and-so to be quieter. Do you feel available for that?
0: Great, yeah. Do you feel available for that? Is now a good time? Um, Sometimes when asking for a conversation, depending on the context, it can help to give someone some, some kind of, Reference around how long we're expecting or wanting to talk, I don't know if that's if that's relevant in this yeah. situation
3: I, well, I was actually going to say like to have a little conversation,
0: right, but then I was like <laughs> or or even just to say, you know like you know would you be up for talking for fifteen or 20 minutes about this with me would you, up for, would, you would you be up for chatting for I you don't know maybe twenty, thirty minutes but You know, basically giving someone and again, it depends on the context if this is necessary, but sometimes there can be resistance to having a process-oriented conversation, so to speak, if the other person is less comfortable in that kind of dialogue Because there can be a fear like, oh my god, I'm gonna get trapped and this is gonna go on for an hour Right, and so giving someone some frame of reference around again. That's this is the specific aspect of the request Right? To say, hey, you know, could we talk for 20 minutes or something about, about this?
1: So, I realized something about myself. When I make a request for time, I usually do frame it. However, uh, then I have the tendency to go over the time agreed. Right. And I, I don't know how to stop that, like it never feel like if we say 20 minutes. Right. So then then
0: what's important is if you make an agreement to talk for 20 minutes and 20 minutes are up, really important to pause at that 20 minutes and check in again and say, I'm noticing it's 20 with 20 minutes have passed Mm. Mm. and that our conversation is we're kind of in the middle of things, Mm. but I really want to honor our agreements. And so I want to check in. Are you okay to continue talking for another 15 or 20 minutes to see if we can finish this And if not, maybe we pause and come back at another time that's more convenient.
1: So what do I do when the answer is okay? Like the other person says, okay, let's go longer, but then actually they're not okay and that comes out later. Right. And this is a repeated thing. So that how do I prevent transgress like going over the time that they want even when they're not telling me that's what they want?
0: very uh, common situation it's not just around time in terms of people saying yes when they don't actually mean yes and then it leads to resentment um, there's no yes without no right if we can't if we can't actually say no then we can't really say yes either so um, there are different ways to approach this that i've that I've thought about and, and explored. Um, so one is in the moment, uh, really addressing it. You can do that by trying to make it really easy for the person to say no. In other words, if this doesn't work for you in any way, it's totally fine to say no, I really want you to hear that. You know. So depending on who the person is and what the situation, really giving them that out you know, or even, even saying it at the front, like, you know, I'm, I'm probably assuming this won't work for you, and that's fine, but in case it does, in case it's not a big deal, I'm wondering if this might happen, right? So you're, you're kind of like really making it easy for them to say no. That's one way of doing it. Another way is if you hear a yes, but, but you don't really trust it, then to engage around that, to actually address that and say, you know, I, I um, thank you. I'm really hearing your... Desire to make this work for me, yeah. and I really appreciate that. And at the same time, I have the sense that maybe it really doesn't work for you, mm. and I'm concerned about that because uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to keep going if this is not going to, you know, work for you. Could you, you know, tell me what's going on? Is you really prefer not to? And trying to, trying to actually tease that out. Then the third the third option, so that's in the moment. The other option is if it's a relationship that's ongoing where this is a pattern, then trying to have a conversation about the pattern outside of it happening. Saying, hey, I'd like to talk about something that I, I notice in our relationship that would be really wonderful if we could have it, you know, try to do differently. Here's what I notice. Here's where where I'm concerned. You know, what do you think? What's going on for you? How would it be, you know, to say no to me more? I would love that. Mark, <laughs> you. I have a
4: question around that interchange.
0: Yeah. Which is that... Just wait for the mic if you could. Thanks.
4: I'm a time person, so if somebody says to me 20 minutes, a lot of times I want to stop right then. Yeah. And then if you're going to try to engage me in a conversation about whether I can say yes or no, that's just dragging it on some more. So to me, that wouldn't be... a a way to resolve that problem, mm-hmm.
0: does that make sense? It does, so so two things, so one, um, well first, it's like the for, the value there for you is respect for your time, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, so what, but what I'm guessing in your situation, it doesn't sound like you have a particular difficulty saying yes or no. I
4: might.
0: You might, yeah, yeah. It's a tricky area, you know. I think in that, in that moment, um, being able to be really clear about what, where, what's going on for you and if the person, you know, if you're saying yes, but you don't really mean yes, and the other person's now wanting to talk about that, right, then, then that would be for you to be authentic and say, listen, uh, I'm noticing I'm feeling increasingly agitated the more time we spend talking about whether we're gonna have this conversation. <laughs> it's much more important for me to just get this over with and get back to what I was doing. Could we, could we please move on? You know, just being direct about that. Mm-hmm. Unless it's essential, can I, can I just keep going? Because I wanna have enough time to take a break. It was close to what you were saying. Okay, okay. great.
4: Do you have time, Warren?
0: Yes, please.
4: Yeah, so I'm looking to see uh, some feedback on whether this is kind and uh, clear. Yeah. And this is, um, you know, there's a big backstory and it, it has to do with unwanted attention. Uh huh. So I can see you're a good person. Ouch. Oh, don't wait, but I didn't finish yet.
0: Well, I don't like okay. being told that I'm a good person okay. <laughs> personally because. Because as soon as someone says, I'm a good person, then the next day they might turn around and say, I'm a bad person. Okay. So I would, I would just want to <laughs> encourage you to, if you're going to, whatever's behind that, to try to st- state it in a way that's, that's sharing your appreciation for what it is that you see in this person that you value, and why.
4: Um, OK. You have a really nice smile. I appreciate um, your attention. I appreciate uh, your friendliness. Great. Um, because I need some space here, would you be willing to find a different person to connect with?
0: Okay. So um, so I'm getting the sense of it, that you're wanting to let this person know that you're not interested in connecting in this moment. In and a to, kind way. Yeah, and to, and to uh, as much as possible... Try to guard against them taking it personally.
4: Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So for me, in these kinds of situations, I, would want to, I might want to be authentic in saying in like expressing my own discomfort and nervousness, which is going to open that, that uh, possibility for more connection and authenticity. So to say, like, I'm not quite sure how to say this and I feel a little bit nervous... To share this. Just just to lead with that. Because now that's opening the person to your own vulnerability. And is is likely going to predispose them to being compassionate towards you. I'm not quite sure how to say this. And I'm a little bit nervous to share it. Because I don't want to offend you.
4: Yeah, that's nice. You know?
0: Um, I get the sense that you want to connect and talk some. And... I'm not particularly feeling feeling that way right now. I'm actually really wanting just to be by myself and have some space. Would it so be not
4: really wanting to continue a relationship, not really wanting to continue a connection.
0: Yeah, so if this is not just if this is not just like in the moment, if you're talking about actually the whole relationship, that's that's a that's a harder thing to say, yeah.
4: Well, you said it nicely. Yeah. You know, I Say it again.
0: I don't remember the things that come out of my mouth. Yeah, so something like you know, so if if I've I've had a conversation with I had a conversation with somebody like this many years ago. It was very difficult, and um, and now we're very good friends because at the time, you know, I said, listen, you know, I have the sense that you're really wanting to spend more time together and engage more than I am. And it's really awkward and difficult for me to say this, but I don't have a lot of extra space in my life right now for another friendship or relationship. It's really not personal to you, but I'm full. I have meaningful friendships and relationships, and I I don't see myself having the time and energy to give to start another or continue another relationship. Um, How is it for you to hear that? I would wanna be in dialogue. I would, I would wanna not just shut the door, but actually say, how is it for you to hear that? I imagine it might be kind of painful or, or, or hard, you know? Yeah. Let's do one or two more and then, uh, and then we'll take a short break.
1: So as I heard you um, in, this, in this really rich area of dialogue, um, the an alternative scenario of uh, it actually not being honest to say that my life is full.
0: Uh huh. Right. And to just it, be able to say like I'm not particularly interested in b- being in touch.
1: And so it brings up the question of um, skillful disclosure. Right. Because there is also the risk of over disclosure.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It's a very. Uh, it's a very kind of a deep question in terms of the ethical guidelines in right speech and also you know, learning and growth because if there's something about this person that makes me not want to spend time with them chances are that it's probably something that shows up in other places of their life and if I'm not willing to tell them or give them an accurate reflection who's giving them an accurate reflection and are they actually learning or growing and obviously recognizing, you know, that there can be a sort of a moral superiority here, right, in terms of like I know, and I'm going to give you advice about yourself now. But actually, just speaking from our own experience. um, Yeah. I mean, you know, we have social cues in our society. Just, you know, if you don't return a phone call or it takes you longer, you say, I'm not available, sometimes people get the message, right? If someone asks to hang out two or three times and you're not available, then they don't reach out again. Um, it's one way of sending the message. But if uh, you want to take the risk to have that conversation to be, to be direct, I think it could be a very beautiful thing to be able to just open your heart and, and you know, to just to be authentic, to say, it's really uncomfortable for me to have this conversation and uh, I want to be authentic and honest and uh, I'm concerned it might be painful for you and I want to be, be open and responsive to that. And so I'd like to take the time to just sit down and talk about this. You know? I don't, it seems like I don't enjoy the t- our time together in the same way that you do. And it's, a, it's a way of framing the observation that's not about judging the other person. And so I'm less inclined to want to hang out. For me... Um, I don't think I want to spend as much time together as you do. And I'm guessing that might be really hard to hear. I would love to know how it is for you to hear all this. And then to see what comes back. Well, why not? You know, what's going on? I'm hearing that you really are, con- you, maybe it sounds like you're confused and you want to understand more about why I'm not as drawn to spend time together. Is that right? Yeah, I don't get it. I thought everything was fine. I thought we were friends. You know, yeah, I, I totally get It's like probably really confusing and a little bit uh, unnerving to get this information. I can totally hear that. And I'm hearing that you're wanting to understand more about what's going on for me. I'm happy to share that with you, you know. And then to open up and, and maybe share some of the feedback or some of the, you know, I notice when we spend time together that um, the focus tends to be more on you. I end up listening more then you listen to me and that's not as nourishing for me. You know, in my relationships I like to have a balance where each person is really giving time and space to the other and I don't experience that so much with you and so I feel less drawn to spend time together. Or it it seems like, you know, I I know you have a hard time in your life and uh, sometimes I feel full. It's like it's hard for me to keep showing up and I feel awful about that because I know you're really struggling and sometimes it's just more than I can hold. And and I need a I need a break from it, and I wish I had more space inside to support and show up, and uh, I don't know how to do that right now. So whatever it is, yeah.
1: I just want to note that the, the birds are really echoing the beauty of <laughs> what you just shared.
0: Yeah. yeah. So let's uh, let's pause here um, and take a, just a five minute stretch and bio break. Okay, it's 11.30. We'll ring the bell to to call us back in a few minutes.
2: Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.